Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya 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 Today's class in the beautiful Bhagavatam, 10th Canto, 11th Chapter, Text 43. Do we have some verses leading up to that that we're going to... No, it's just, just 43? Cool. Vitvapara Padabhyam Saha Langulam Achutaha Brahmaitva Kapithagre Praninot Gata Kititam Sa Sa Kapitai Maha Kayaha Kayaha Patyamana Patyamana Hai Patyamana Hai Papata Papata Ha Ha Grihitwa Parapadapayam Sahalangulam achutaha, Sahalangulam achutaha, Ramayitva kapithagre, Rahinagataji vitam, vitam, Sakapitair Mahakayaha, Sakapitair Mahakayaha, Patyamanai Papataha, Patyamanai Papataha, Rehitwa Parapabhyam, Sahalangulam Achutaha, Sahalangulam Achutaha, Brahmaya. Brahma, Brahma Yitva Kapitagre, Rahino Gata Ji Vitam, Rahino Gata Ji Vitam, Sakapitar Mahakayaha, Sakapitar Mahakayaha, Patyam, Patyamanai Papataha, Patyamanai Papataha, Grihitva Parapabhyam Grihitva Parapabhyam Sahalangulam Achutaha Sahalangulam Achutaha Brahmayitva Kapithagre Brahmayitva Kapithagre Prahinogata Jitikvam Prahinogata Jitikvam Sakapitar Mahakayaha, Sakapitar Mahakayaha, Atyamanai Papataha, Atyamanai Papataha, Vitvaparapadhavyam, Vitvaparapadhavyam, Sahalamurajitaha, Sahalamurajitaha, Brahma Vitvakati Padre, Brahma Vitvakati Padre, Sahalangulam 
Achutaha, Achutaha, Krishna, Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Brahma, Brahma, twirling around very severely, twirling around very severely, Kapitagre, on the top of the Kapita tree, Prahinot, he threw him. Gatajit vitam. Lifeless body. Saha. That demon. Kapitahai. With the kapita trees. Mahakayaha. Assumed a great body. But Yamana. Yamanaihi. And while the tree and while the tree fell down, and while the tree fell down, the pataha he fell dead on the ground. He fell dead on the ground. Translation. Thereafter, Sri Krishna caught the demon by the hind legs and the tail, twirled the demon's body, the whole body, very strongly until the demon was dead and threw him into the top of a kapita tree, which then fell down along with the body of the demon who assumed a great form. So I say and you say, thereafter, Sri Krishna caught the demon by the hind legs and tail, twirled the demon's whole body, 
Very strongly. Until the demon was dead. And threw him into the top of the kapita tree. Which then fell down. Along with the body of the demon. Who had assumed a great form. Purport by His Divine Grace, Shiva A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Shiva Prabhupada. Krishna killed the demon in such a way as to get the kapita tree fruits to fall so that he and Balaram and the other boys could take advantage of the opportunity to eat them. The kapita is sometimes called Shatabelakvala. Uh, the pulp of this fruit is very palatable. It is sweet and sour and everyone likes it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, also called a wood apple. The British call it a wood apple. It's like a hard shell, you know, that you can knock on. It's hard. You can play ball. We can play sports with it, you know. But inside, once you crack it, the fruit is really, really sumptuous. And uh, ayurvedically, it's very, very soothing for the stomach. If you ever have stomach problems, the fruit of the bell. Very good, very tasty. Omagantimarandasya Gananjanan Shalakaya Chakshur Unmilitam Jena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Bhutale Swayam Rupakadabhayam Badanti Swapadantikam Bancha Kalpa Turupyas Chakripasinubhyevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha that first prayer, Omagyanta Marindas Yagananjanan Shalakaya Chakshur Onmili Tomjena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha. Every devotee should learn that prayer. We should say that every day. And learn the English. That's one of the most important prayers that we can possibly learn. It means the translation is I was born in the darkness of ignorance. Means up until now, I knew nothing. I thought I knew so many things. I thought I knew this, I thought, but actually, I know nothing. <clears throat> I was born in the darkness of ignorance, but my spiritual master opened my darkened eyes with the torchlight of knowledge. Until I got the knowledge from the lotus lips of the spiritual master, <clears throat> I knew nothing. I offer my humble obeisances unto him. So, all you new guys need to, that's a very important prayer. We should remember that uh, I, I knew nothing. Uh, this is a, there's a lot to talk about here. So the couple of things that I want to talk about that I don't want to forget. But uh, one thing is, <coughs> and one, uh, again, once again, I'm going to read the verse. Thereafter, Sri Krishna caught the demon by the hind legs and tail, twirled the demon's whole body very strongly until the demon was dead, and threw him into the top of the kapita tree which then fell down along with the body of the demon who had assumed a great form. So when Krishna kills these demons, they're in, uh, they're in disguise usually, you see. He was in disguise as a, as a small calf. So he's mingling with the calves. It's like the Indians used to put on uh, uh, the, the hide of a buffalo. You know, and they would act like buffaloes to get close to the buffaloes and then they would kill them. So this demon, uh, is, uh, he's got this massive, gigantic form. It's just like Putana, she had a big form. What was it, 12 miles? Yeah, she was 12 miles long. But she, she, she took the form of a human woman, you see, so she could get close to Krishna and offer her breast to Krishna to poison him, you see. But that didn't work out, did it? What happened? Krishna sucked her, her life out of her. He just killed her like that. So again, <coughs> excuse me, what's happened is this demon has assumed the form, very large demon has assumed the form of a calf, and he's mingling with the calves, get, trying to get closer uh, to Krishna and Balaram, thinking I will fool them, they'll think I'm one of the calves. They're distracted. They're having a great time. They're playing with the cowherd boys. There's so many different games that they like to play. 
you know, they, they imitate cows and they, they uh, make sounds like the cows. They act like the animals talking. You know, Krishna would imitate a cow. It, you know, like if a cow would speak to you in a cow's voice, like, I want more grass or whatever, you know, Krishna's. So they're playing like that and they're involved. It's not like they're just uh, idle. You know, like, oh, I don't know, it's working a job, some minimum wage job or something. They're engaged. They're having a wonderful time, you see. So the demon's thinking, well, they're never going to notice, you know. Uh, they won't notice an extra calf, and I'll be out there. And so I'll get Krishna, I'll get close to Krishna and Balaram, and I'll kill them, you see. But uh, Krishna, of course, noticed. He noticed this demon amongst the calves. So he kind of meandered slowly over, still playing, you know, still engaged with his with his friends and, and uh, Balaram. And uh, that way he tricked the demon. You see, the demon is trying to trick Krishna, but uh, Krishna is the supreme. So he's the supreme everything, which makes him the supreme trickster as well. So when you're trying to trick Krishna, you're, you're messing with the wrong guy. You know, we we can't trick Krishna. We can't fool him. You see, uh, in our impersonal backgrounds, most of us come from an impersonal background. You know, we uh, if we were Christian, as I've said before, we we've, we've accepted that there is a, a form of Lord Jesus Christ. But what about God the Father? What's his form? Nobody knows. See. And from what I've heard many, many times when I speak with, with, with uh, uh, Christian folks, they believe that they are personalists. You see? They believe. They don't believe they're Mayavadis. They don't think that they're impersonal. You see? Neither do the Kashmiri Shivites. The Kashmiri Shivites say, well, we're not Mayavadis. We're not impersonalists. We worship Lord Shiva. We worship the form of Lord Shiva. So that means we're not impersonalists. Then you can say, okay, so what will you be doing after liberation with Lord Shiva? What pastimes will you be doing with him? Oh, Shivaji is, yeah, in, in, the, in the spiritual world, Shivaji is a manifest. So, they are my bodies. In other words, <clears throat> the Supreme Lord is unmanifest by nature, really, when he's spiritual. When he's liberated, he's unmanifest. But he takes a form to come to the material world. You see. So the Christians will say, Jesus is God in the flesh. Well, what is God when he is not Jesus? I mean, there is God the Father, so when he's God the Father, oh, he's the spirit of love. Oh, I see. So you're not a Maya body. Okay. All right. If you if you want to go with that, let's see. So from our impersonal backgrounds, which we all come from, I, I tell people, you know how they have these uh, <clears throat> Alcoholics Anonymous, where they say, "I'm a recovering alcoholic." They get they have meetings. You know, I like to tell people, "I'm a recovering." Uh, I'm a recovering impersonalist. <laughs> See? Now, the reason why the alcoholic says they're, I'm a recovering alcoholic is because they don't want to, uh, they have so much respect for their disease that they feel I could fall back any minute. You know, I'm recovering. They don't say, I have recovered. You see? Out of respect, they've seen so many fall back. So, I say I'm a recovering impersonalist uh, because it's so strong, it's so ingrained in us that we still think that way. Even if, even though we're trying not to. We'll have a tendency to think that way. We'll have a tendency to treat each other and deal with our fellow man on an impersonal basis, you see. And we're getting over that. We're recovering. We're working. We're a work in progress. We're being polished. This Krishna consciousness is polishing us, you see. Now sometimes you may say, 
yeah, well, I may be being polished, but that guy over there rubs me the wrong way, you know. And, and I don't know about this guy. He's, she's really, you know. So, uh, but we, we can see by intelligence, if you take uh, a bunch of stones and you put them into this hopper with uh, sand and you, you vibrate it, and all the sand and the stones are rubbing each other the wrong way. There's friction. But what do you get when it's finished? Polished stones. Let's see. This friction that we feel, uh, if we do not become offensive, will polish you. You see? You ever seen two people that uh, have a big disagreement and uh, maybe maybe even get close to a fist fight, or maybe even have a little bit of a couple of jabs with each other, and walk away friends. Mm -hmm. Ever seen that? You know, I can remember Madhavisa uh, Maharaj and Tamal Krishna Maharaj were butting heads one time. They were really, <laughs> boy, I'm telling you, they just couldn't get around each other. And uh, then they ended up uh, best friends. I, I went with TKG. We, we went to LA <coughs> in 1996 for Prabhupada's centennial birthday. We went out to LA, and uh, Madhavisa invited us over to his house. And they were talking about the old days when they used to hate each other. Boy, they were envious of each other. And they were laughing. Remember how we were? So silly. I'm trying to say, Sir Prabhupada, this way. And you're trying to serve Prabhupada that way. I want you to serve Prabhupada the way I want to serve Prabhupada. You want me to serve Prabhupada the way you want to serve Prabhupada. You see? And so they both ended up serving Shiva Prabhupada. But through this friction, they became polished. A polished product. Uh, they learned, they learned uh, about themselves. So uh, we have to learn about ourselves. We have to learn that we, we have, we really do have an impersonal background. We have a tendency to be impersonal. It's manifesting in this demon here because he's impersonal with Krishna. He's thinking that Krishna doesn't have a personality. Therefore, he's not going to see me. I, I could just put on the guise of a, of a calf and walk amongst, he's not going to see me. So many times, do we ever think that maybe I can do something that God doesn't see? You know? I, I know I shouldn't, but I shouldn't do this, but there's nobody around. Nobody's watching. So I'm going to go for it. Who's going to know? You see? So because we're impersonalists. Now we're recovering. We're doing a good job and we've come a long way. But we ain't there yet. We'll, we'll have, because of it, it's ingrained in us for millions and millions of lifetimes, we will have fall downs, or let's say fall downs of uh, impersonalism. We will sometimes, once, once in a while, we'll think that we can get away. We think we can misbehave in some way, you see. Like I can say something about you or treat you a certain way and somehow or other, in other words, we lose consciousness of Krishna, which is saying we become un-Krishna conscious. I become un-Krishna conscious for a moment. When I get that way, oh, Katie barred the door, there's no telling what I'll do when I'm un-Krishna conscious, you see. When I am <coughs> Krishna conscious, then I'm predictable. I'm predictable that I'll do the right thing. You see? So we can see the demon was like this. He's thinking, you know, Krishna's not going to know. I can get in there real close. And that dummy, he's so, he's so uh, uh, engaged having fun, I'll get close and I'll be able to kill him and probably ball around too, you see? So... So we're, 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 we have that tendency, and we have to remember it. 
we have to focus on that. You know, we have to remember, um, I'm not a finished product yet. I'm not polished. I'm being polished, but I'm not there yet. Now, people around you may think, oh boy, he is so polished. Just see, he's been chanting so long. You see, but you'll always feel, as if you're Krishna conscious, you'll always feel, I'm a work in progress. I have so much, I have so far to go. You see, I have so much to learn. Srila Prabhupada never, ever uh, acted uh, pompous. You see, he always felt, he, he accepted the respect that we gave him, but he never felt, he never acted like he felt like, I am this, or I am, I've made it. Prabhupada always considered himself the most fallen. You see, can you imagine that? It's, it's inconceivable for us to imagine it, but Prabhupada did consider himself to be the most fallen. You see, he uh, <clears throat> offered all respect to his Guru Maharaj and uh, gave all credit to his Guru. He never said, Gee whiz, I've done this and I've done that. And when we would praise him, Prabhupada wouldn't say, yes, yes, I did that. I no, he would give all credit to his Guru Maharaj. You know, he would say, my Guru Maharaj gave me the order to come here, and then he sent all of you to help me, you see. He passed the credit to his Guru, he accepted none, see. My only credit, he said, is that I follow the orders of my Guru. It's my only credit. I'm most unqualified. I'm a lowly beggar. This <laughs> is the way he saw himself. This wasn't a social show. He really felt this way. You see, this is from his heart. You see. So, if uh, our founder Acharya, the reason why we're all sitting here, felt this way, what to speak of us? You see, we should be humble. We should be humbled that we're here and that we've become part of the plan, part of Krishna's plan. <clears throat> we've made the choice. It's not that Krishna is uh, forcing, he's forcing us to do this. But we made a choice to be here, you see. Our credit is we're present and accounted for. That's our credit. We're here. We're at the right place at the right time. And now great things will happen. Notice I didn't say great things could happen. Great things will happen. Rest assured, I keep telling you guys, you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah, you know, this is, you're scratching the surface. It's going to get greater and greater. The taste will be sweeter and sweeter as you go on. You see, you haven't, you haven't, uh, you haven't, you haven't seen anything. I'm not saying that you, because you have seen a lot, but there's so much yet to go. But uh, it should humble us all that we're here and we're part of this. We're, we've fallen into this plan that Krishna has. Lord Chaitanya has this plan to save the world. And you're looking at it. It's, it's come. Now there may be some other people who are going to make some contrib uh, contribution. I'll, I'll have to admit that. There may be another month that'll make some contribution. But basically, ISKCON is it. We're the hope of the world. This is the vehicle. Some people may say from time to time, and I'm sure you guys have heard, criticisms about ISKCON. When you hear criticisms about ISKCON, the best thing to do is walk away. Don't be involved. Don't listen to this nonsense. That's just like if somebody gives you some nice mango drink, and puts a few drops of cyanide in it, pour it out. Don't drink it. Walk away. It's poison. We don't want that. It'll, it, it will take away the blissful feelings that you're feeling. You'll take on another feeling, a dark feeling. You'll go into darkness. You see? I see folks that, that are uh, uh, anti-ISCON. They're on, they're on this path. And you know, and it's just complain, 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 complain. Criticize, 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 criticize. You see? 
And once in a while you'll see them, oh, Haripo, Haripo. You start some conversation. I met up with one of my godbrothers. <clears throat> I can't remember his name. He left this time, uh, uh, I think back in the 80s, and took sannyas with uh, some Godiamat. You know, I don't remember which one. You know, when you go to places like Jagannath Puri, you'll see a lot of people wearing devotional clothing, and they're Westerners, and you think, "Oh, Hare Krishna!" I see, you know, but, but you know, they're not always from this kind. They could be some other. You know, there's some branches, people that have, have fallen off. They didn't make it. They couldn't follow it. They they couldn't make the grade, and they've fallen away. You see, now they're still. Uh, dressed as a devotee, and they still chant Hare Krishna, and they're uh, in many ways they're still doing well, but in many ways they're they're big trouble. But anyway, I was at Thambira, and I was looking into there's this little window. You were just there, did you? You went to Gambira, didn't you? You looked through that little window at the Lord Chaitanya's room. Yeah, his shoes and his shoes and his drum. You know, you're looking. You're looking at the paraphernalia of the supreme personality. Godhead, you know, it's just like a tree, you know, here I am feeling my, my heart swelling in my chest, you know, I feel like I'm holding back tears of joy, you know the feeling, you know, you're looking at Lord Chaitanya's his shoes, you know, and a voice from behind me said, Hare Krishna, Prabhu, and I turned, and it's this devotee. <coughs> <clears throat> whom I hadn't seen for 150 years, I don't know, so many years I hadn't seen him. I couldn't remember his name. He remembered me, but he couldn't remember my name. And now he's a sannyasi. And I, so we started to talk. I said, oh, what, this, what a coincidence, you know. And uh, he said, are you still with this one? I said, oh, well, yeah. Duh, you know. And uh, immediately. He just standing right there in Gambira, standing right outside Lord Chaitanya's room, standing this far, as far as I am from you, from Lord Chaitanya's shoes, he started to criticize this guy. And I thought, boy, you're in deep trouble. You, you can't even feel bliss standing here. And you're going to go back to Godhead? I don't think so. I don't think it's going to work that way. If you can't stand here and feel bliss, you just see somebody from this time, immediately you click into this, criticize it, or the GBC, yeah, the GBC has made some mistakes. They have. They've corrected most of them. And the rest of them, they will correct. You see, we're not impersonalists. Krishna's not asleep. He's not asleep. There's going to be mistakes. Our leaders will continue to make mistakes. Okay. Krishna will continue to clean up the mess and set it straight. This is Lord Chaitanya's movement. This movement is not. A movement headed by some people that we may respect or not. If you if you meet these people that people uh, disrespect, these are great devotees. They've done huge service. If you meet them one on one, you would feel like you're in the presence of greatness. Many of them have made mistakes. I remember I was here during the the zonal guru. It was hellish. You know, I felt like I want to leave. I want to leave this con. But I thought, well, where would I go? So a group of other Prabhupada disciples, we, we moved to a part of the country. We moved to Tennessee and just worked our jobs and raised our families, had Sunday feast. We're still part of this con, but we're keeping it at arm's length until we get these problems solved. You know, we had some really big problems. After Prabhupada left, you know, we were a bunch of young, crazy, uh, uneducated men. 
Tamal Krishna Goswami had been a devotee nine years when Prabhupada left. Rameshwar uh, Swami had been a devotee seven years when Prabhupada left. Now you see a devotee, a seven-year devotee, you don't think of him as a guru, do you? See? Seven-year devotee, nine-year devotee? That's not, that's not a lot of uh, tenure, you know. It's not a lot of time as a devotee. It's not like you get me home. Well, that's what we had. We had people that, had, that were learning how to be devotees. And Prabhupada left. And so they had to just carry on. They made mistakes. You know? Now we can sit here all day, every day, and point the finger and say, they made mistakes. But we're not going to be working the college. We're not going to be blissful. If we're like that, if we're in that kind of mood, we're not going to be attracting anybody. Our job is to do what Lord Chaitanya wants done. What's that? Save the world. You don't have time to criticize anybody. You see? And there are people that every time I get around, the first thing they can start is, well, what do you think about this? They're doing this. You know, I'm thinking, <laughs> I was walking around thinking about Krishna. Now I run into you. <sighs> you know, glad to see you. It's very wonderful. I'm glad that you're still on this side of the daisies. You know, I'm glad to see that you're still breathing. I'm glad to see that you're still chanting. And I wish you would shut up. You know? I wish you would take it somewhere else. I've heard enough. So, what I'm saying to all of you, don't tolerate it for a second. If somebody gets critical, critical. Just say, I'm sorry, but I'm not supposed to hear this. Put it off on me. Just say, oh. I'd love to stay and hear what you have to say, but I've been ordered not to. All right, Krista, see you later. <laughs> da -da! Call me. See you on Facebook. And just disappear. Zoom. You know, like in the cartoons, when the character leaves, there's that little whirlwind of dust. You know. Zoom. Get out. Get out of there. Save yourself. Don't go. Don't let anybody take you that way. Take your spirits down. You see, this kind of talk is not gonna is not gonna give you this feeling of of bliss. You know, you never see anybody and they're blissful. Oh, oh boy, this guy's really goofed up. Boy, I'll tell you. Oh, oh, hi, Krishna. Oh, the leaders are so messed. Oh, Krishna. <laughs> You look at her face, you know. The wrinkles around the eyes, you can see. You're not having fun right now, are you? I am so sorry. It doesn't look like you're having a good time. And you should be having a good time, you see. Because we are part of Lord Chaitanya's plan. And we were talking last night. Uh, about how things we're talking about. Um, uh, Petey's wife asked uh, if somebody uh, dies as a devotee, you know, this, what happens to their family? How does it affect us? Ten, ten generations back are, are liberated. You see, so let me look. You know, if you if you're a devotee and you uh, go back home, back to Godhead. You liberate ten generations back. People, they go back to, they get liberated. They go back to Godhead, you see. But to speak of the people that you've touched by becoming pure enough to go back to Godhead. How many people have you touched that will be influenced to go back to Godhead, you see? What about your children and the, those people that you've touched going forward? So generations going forward. Now, could it be that Krishna has this plan 
that he's brought all these people together to be your relatives, knowing that more than likely, even though you have free will, Krishna doesn't always have to know what you're going to do. He doesn't know. He knows you're going to come in contact with Krishna's devotees, and you have free will. You could turn it down. You could turn and walk away. But you may accept it. And he's thinking, yes, I think you will. So therefore, I think you're going to go back to Godhead in this lifetime. So then I want him to be your father, because I want him to go back to Godhead. And I want him to be your grandfather. So he was working this plan subtly. It's all this, this is all lined up. It's not just an accidental thing, you know. These are people that are that are close and have some, some sincerity. And Krishna has some feeling for that you're going to be liberated because he became pure devotee and went back to Godhead. You see. So we can see how Krishna does this. He's killing the demon, right? Krishna's killing the demon. The demon's sneaking in there thinking, oh, Krishna, he doesn't know. <laughs> so Krishna's killing a demon. But he's multitasking. He also wanted the bell fruits. So he, he's killing the demon. He's twirling around and around and around and throws him up into the tree. So Krishna knew, I'm going to kill this guy. But there's this nice <laughs> tree here, you know, and we want these bell fruits. So I'm going to toss him up there. He's going to get real large, pull the tree down, and we're all going to pounce on the bell fruits. We're going to play with them and eat them. So it's it's part of this intricate plan. You see, Krishna doesn't necessarily know what your choice will be. You have free will. Now. Uh, Jagway tomorrow, I and I were talking about this. You know, he's a supreme personality of Godhead. Are you telling me there's things he doesn't know? Well, he probably could know. But why would he want to? Why would he You've got free will. <clears throat> You're on this um, uh, trek through the material world, and he's with you as Paramatma. He's very interested. On what what will your, be your decisions? You see, you have free will, and <clears throat> you come close to the devotees. You come close to being a part of Lord Chaitanya's movement. What will you do? Can you take this home? Can you make this work? He is ve he's riveted. He's very interested. You know, like people are uh, they're, they're uh, interested in these soap operas. <laughs> you know, because they're a continuing story. You know, every time they have these <clears throat> these uh, shows that that have a, a continuing story, so you, it leaves off on uh, on one week, leaves you hanging on what's gonna what's what are they gonna do next week? You know, so you're really interested. You know, people get swept away. I mean, people get addicted. Uh, I knew this one guy one time who was a biker. This is a you know hundred years ago. He was a biker. I mean, a really low character, you know, really low, typical, you know, I, I don't know if bikers are still as low as they used to be, but he's like the Hell's Angel kind of guy, you know. And uh, he, was in, he was involved in a motorcycle accident, and so he, he had to stay home in bed a lot, you know, so he was home in bed every day. <laughs> he became addicted to soap operas. <laughs> I went over to see him to take him some, some prasadam, I was preaching to him, you know. That's back in Tennessee. I took him some prasadam. And he's sitting there and he's talking, Oh, thank you, thank you. Probably something. Oh, wait a minute, hold on. And he turned on the television. <laughs> and it's time for, I don't know, you know, um, as the stomach, what is it, as the stomach turns? Oh, as the world turns. So he's watching this and he's, No! I knew that, I knew that was Jessica. No, no. Oh, it was Ryan's baby? Oh, man. You know, here's this big old. Gigantic, you know, <laughs> riveted. And he admitted, I said, you, you're in the soap operas, you know? What kind of man's in the soap? He said, well, yeah, 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 I like it. <laughs> so, so Krishna's interested in this continuing story of your decision-making process 
as you navigate through this material world. This is incredibly interesting to us, you see. He is interested in you, you see. So we're not impersonal. We don't think that God's not watching. You know, I can do this nonsense or I can do that nonsense. We don't think like that. Let's us be personal. He's being personal with you, okay? Krishna's not, he never gets impersonal. We get impersonal, you see. We cover our consciousness over so that he's not there. He's there, but we cover our consciousness so we can't see him, so we can behave in an unacceptable way. You see? That's the process. Now, can you stand there looking at Krishna, being in full Krishna consciousness, and do something nonsensical? No. How can you? What kind of a what kind of a creature could do that? You know, your hand in a bead bag. Your, you know, your right hand's in a bead bag, and your left hand you've got a a, a beer. Yeah. You know, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Go 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 go. Thinking about come on. You see. No. If we're Krishna conscious, if we're conscious of Krishna, <clears throat> our behavior will be uh, contained, it'll be controlled. We have to get unconscious of Krishna to do nonsense. In other words, we have to dumb ourselves down. Here I am intelligent, I've gathered intelligence. <clears throat> now I have to become stupid because I, I, I want to go do something. So I, in other words, I've got to like take uh, I'm going to take put a curtain over Krishna because he's there one more. I, don't, I can't have him there and do what I want to do. See what I mean? Now I can do that. Well, this is real fun. Oh, yeah. Boy, am I hung over. You know. Oh, Krishna's there. You see what I mean? But you have to do You have to cover him up. You have to cover yourself up, you know, and do your and do your nonsense. It's foolish. It's the, it's the activity of an idiot. It's the activity of insanity. You see, it's insanity, certifiable insanity. I have a chance to to serve the Supreme Lord in a personal manner. And he'll take my hand and, and walk me step by step back to Godhead. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do that tomorrow. Today I'm supposed to meet some friends downtown, or we're supposed to do this, or you know something lively. I see. It's always a was gonna. You know what a was gonna is? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna, but I had to do this, you know. I thought you were going to finish your run. Well, I was going, but, uh, you know, my friends came over and, you know, they wanted to order a pizza. And, but I was going. Was going and Yevitz. <laughs> well, I thought you were devoted. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, I took a little hiatus. I took some time off to be, to be a little crazy. I felt like being insane. I felt like messing my life up. You know, I felt like taking a, an ice pick and sticking it in my eye. You know, something stupid like that. I want to. I want to damage the progress that I've made. Insanity. Beware of insanity. Beware. Now uh, we've only got five minutes left. But how does this insanity come to us? What brings it on? Lust. Lust. Lust makes you act as if you have to act. It's like force. It's like a, a 150 mile an hour wind coming from behind you that pushes you forward. Lust makes you do crazy, insane things. Now, you don't think they're like crazy or insane. You're just forced to do it. Arjuna wants to know, he has to have Krishna in the third chapter of Bhagavad Gita. It's the 23rd verse, I think. 
Arjuna asked Krishna, what is it that, that, that seems to make me do things as if forced to act? And Krishna says, it is lust only, Arjuna. So, um, but we have to, instead of being lusty to please ourselves, we should become lusty, because we are lusty. We're going to remain lusty. We should be lusty to serve Krishna and Guru. You see, lusty to serve uh, the temple. Lusty to preach and spread this movement. Use that zeal. Lust. Lust is, a, is, a, is a actually a very wonderful thing. It will, if you're a lusty devotee, lusty to, to, uh, to make devotees, lusty to distribute books, lusty to spread this movement, that's zeal. You're zealous to do it. That's good. But you put yourself in the center, and the lust is for me to satisfy my senses. Now you're just like a dog. You see? Running after another dog in heat or something. You see, when the lust comes in for me, there's no telling what I'll do. I'm unpredictable. Unpredictable. Predictably unpredictable. All right, I think we've got just a couple minutes if there's uh, a question. Yes, Jai Kesha? Um, back to Tobacco's word and Brother Lisa Prabhupada. They were both trying to please you, Prabhupada. But according to how Sri Prabhupada said, so as Tamokish Marsh would say, Sri Prabhupada set up his house in a certain way. He likes things done the same way. But we come from different backgrounds, so might be, might be Muslim and say, well, in the Quran, he's like this, this, this. Somebody might say, well, I'm Hindu, so he's like this, this, this. Or I'm Christian, he's like this, this. So what advice would you get when somebody from a different background comes into Shilaparupa's house? Excellent question. Take shelter of that house. Let go of what you, uh, where you've come from. I was born in the darkness of ignorance. Oh, but I'm but I was raised in this background. You were born in the darkness of ignorance. Oh, but I'm used to doing things this way, but you were ignorant. You didn't know. You didn't know. Now you've come into knowing. Now you've come to the real knowledge. You see? So get in step with Prabhupada's movement. That's why I tell people, get in. And I have so many people say, well, I don't like Indian food. I argue with Ridainanda Maharaj. I was out at his house a few years ago. Well, actually, it was about 20 years ago, I guess. <laughs> I have time for it. We were having lunch, and he said, well, I hope you have. hope you like what I have. It's, you know, steam this and steam that and some of this and some of that. He said, I hate Indian food. And I said, no, you do, huh? I said, well, no. Yeah. But I love what Prabhupada gave us. You know, I was fortunate enough uh, many times to eat off of Prabhupada's plate. You know, in my poor. And I didn't think, well, uh, the guy at Whole Foods would tell me not to eat this. You know. Pusta Krishna would take Prabhupada when he was finished he would stir he would stir his, his he would dump the little bowls of pot and would stir it up because he didn't want us to be offensive to Maha it's offensive to, to if you if someone offers you a plate of Maha and you say well I don't I don't want that eggplant I don't like eggplant <laughs> but I'll take that over there that's an offense you accept it it's Maha Eggplant, no, it doesn't matter. You just eat it. You see? Because you were born in the darkness of ignorance, you don't know if you like eggplant or not. <laughs> you've never had it fixed. You've never had it prepared properly. You see? 
I never cared for eggplant, but I learned the crop I loved eggplant. And immediately, I, I became attracted. And then when I got it off his plate, I thought, oh, now I know why he loves this stuff, you know. So, it's like these bell fruits. Prabhupada says here, everybody loves them. But many Westerners may say, but it's sweet and it's sour at the same time. In other words, I can't find anything in my library of knowledge that it match. It doesn't match anything, so therefore, I don't know if I like it. What a, what a dummy. What an unfortunate. Except a new experience. This is a fruit you've never had before. This is a taste you've never experienced before. Lighten up. Embrace it. Expand your, your base of knowledge. Don't say, well, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like fried... I don't like. Take it. It's prasadam. It's maha prasadam. You see. Accept this philosophy. You came from ignorance. This is knowledge. You see. We have to, we have to get over... But one of the biggest stumbling blocks is our false ego that uh, people come in that they already know. I was someplace, I can't remember, on an airplane or wherever, uh, talking to this guy who was a golf uh, pro. You know, he's one of these guys that trains people how to play golf. You know, so, but not, not just your average guy, but uh, sometimes, but you know, rich people. You know, he was the golf pro to somewhere rich and famous. See, he was kind of a wealthy guy. He was telling me all this. But he was saying, I, I was saying, it must be, you know, uh, I guess, you know, since you have the knowledge, it must be kind of an easy thing. You know, and you've got, he was quite famous. They come to you and you teach them how to do this, the golf swing. And he said, no, it is not easy. I said, well, why? You know, you're good and they're not good. He said, because they come to me and they already know. They think they already know. He said, the first, he said, I spend more than half of my time getting them to unlearn what they think they know. Once I get your, your, your bogus knowledge out, this can give you the real thing. But first, we've got to flush the toilet. You know? We gotta get the, the, the goo out of our heads. I you know, when people come to this movement and they already know, I say, I, I just want to ask them, hey, how's that working for you? You know? Are you feeling transcendental bliss? If they say, Well, yes, I am, you don't need us. No, we humble ourselves to the pure devotee. We have to realize. First thing we have to realize is that in this material world, as things are going, I'm not doing that great. You see? I don't have Krishna. I have Krishna, and I want him. So, a lot of times when I'm preaching in these uh, uh, yoga studios, I'm surrounded by people who know it all. They know everything. Because they, they can say, Oh. <laughs> and they can say it so cute. You know? Oh. And stretch it out. And they've got these cool positions. And they're not going an inch closer to God yet. You see? But they they feel like they know it all. And God is the universal energy that pervades the whole cosmos. <laughs> so they know it all. So we have to clear the the garbage out of our minds. We, we have to, it's not hard if you can grab your false ego and choke it, you know. <laughs> it's really not hard to say, I don't know. You know? When I met Srila Prabhupada, I, 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 I felt like, you know, I just want to be like a plank, you know, like a blank CD. You know, when you get a CD from the store or, or a DVD, it's blank. There is zero on it. You know, in other words, I want all the trash to go away. And you put knowledge on there. Because I want to be like you. Now I know I can't equal you. But I can sure as I'll try. 
I'm not going to make it. I'm never going to be Prabhupada. But I want to die trying to do as, get as close as I can. I want to go back to Godhead. I'm serious. I want to go back to Godhead. I've had enough. Unless Krishna says, don't go back. Stay and preach. I'll do that. I'll be happy with doing that. But I don't want any more garbage in my head. You see? So you reject it. Okay? So I think we should probably wrap it up. And Today, Krishna, the voice is your